Yeah, totally. Agree with all of that. What's your favorite suit? What do you feel like you, like, I don't know, like, identify with most? Or, like, like... That's a good question. I mean, of course, I'm Leo, so so fire. Um, mm-hmm. So, of course, most people associate um, the wands with fire. Mm-hmm. Um, Camellia has a different, my tarot teacher has a different take on a lot of stuff. And what you think about it, it's interesting. She associates wands with um, air because it's a, it's a wand, it's a baton, it's a branch. It's in the air its whole life. So it's also very airy. Um, but yeah, I associate very much with wands or batons, um, the whole magical, the whole work stuff. Um, but again, I'm always drawn to um, the, uh, the cups. Um, the mm. cups really have always been my favorite suits. Um, but, you know, ten of cups is sometimes too, too much. In other words, too much emotion can be overwhelming. Kind of like what you were saying earlier um, about thoughts and whatnot can be overwhelming. But I've always been very drawn to the cups. Um, but then again, I've also been a martial artist. I took a silat for many years, which is an Indonesian knife. But they, we focus on knife fighting. Um, and so I've always been very drawn to the swords because of that warrior in me. Um, never been a violent person, but that warrior archetype in me. Um, I grew up in a very uh, violent, um, not family, but who I chose to associate myself with was very violent. I was terrified of, of fighting. I hated fighting. It was so stupid. And so martial arts was my way to face that fear. And of course, to me, it, nothing scared me more than a knife fight. It's terrifying. And so taking years of slots um, uh, kind of uh, made me respect the sword as it were and um i don't take martial arts anymore but um i overcame that fear you know um but then again going back to my original not original but the story about lucid dreaming with the coins so then the pentagram or the coins or the discs i've always had that connection too so that's what i like about the the um the suits the four suits is that that's nature so we can, as we go about our day, and I know you think about this, as we go about our day, we're constantly experiencing sword energy or sword archetypes or whatever you want to call it, swords. We're constantly experiencing wands or batons, which is work, you know, which is activity. We're constantly experiencing love and emotion, which is cups. We're constantly exchanging coins. We're grounded. We're on the earth. We're planting seeds, coins. So that's what I love about that uh, part of the tarot is those four suits is, is always been nature to me. Um, and you can use those, of course, accordingly when you're doing nature magic and whatnot. Uh, do you have a favorite suit you take a shine to? Wow, I love that idea of like swords as defense and swords as a way of overcoming fears. Like what an earthly way to put that in practice. That's so practical of you. Wow. Like, that. never even thought of that either. I love that. That's so cool. Um, my favorite suit is I think the wands because I'm so attracted to that fire because I feel like I don't have any so it's always just like that pursuit like I'm so in awe of it I think I think it's like so magical and I think that's really what 
I'm like guided by like that feeling of like the knight of cups or not the knight of cups the knight of wands and the king of wands like this um like that very active I feel like I get more uncomfortable with like the queen of cups like that water and fire I don't know why I think I get I get uncomfortable by water like all around like water I don't know like I think I think I'm so similar to it and I have so much of it like subconsciously that it's that feeling of like the too much water where I feel like I'm drowning in it and it just becomes like overwhelming and it's like you can't I don't know you can't get it off like I need like I I like I hate the beach I hate, um, <laughs> yeah, I hate to be, I like almost died in a pool when I was, um, in middle school, like randomly. And then my brother saved my life. He like jumped in and saved my life. And then I almost died in the ocean once. Um, like just getting like pulled under. And I feel like it's that idea of just like, oh, like we know you, you're one of us. Like that watery, yeah. like, I'm just Like too... a siren calling you, you know, the water spirit calling you. Yeah, like it just, I don't know. It just took me over too much. I feel like I need to be like so grounded. Like I always want like my feet on the ground. I don't really like, um, like, my husband loves rock climbing, and he's, like, he's an air sign, so he's all about it, and I'm, like, no, like, okay, I'll go up, like, two things, <laughs> but, like, I want my feet on the ground, and it's been interesting to think about, because, like, Capricorn is a water goat, that idea of, like, kind of between the worlds, I almost feel like, almost like that Queen of Cups energy, we're almost... Like, you can go in the water and on the land. Um, and, like, my friend Jubilee pointed out to me that water, I mean, water is on the earth. It's an earthly thing. And I don't know, like, why that never <laughs> occurred to me either. That, like, they're, they're on the same place, but they're, like, two different worlds almost. Like, I don't know, like, the the ocean, it's, like, aliens down there. Like, the, yeah, like, what is it? The oct octopuses are fucking sketchy, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, I don't know any human that looks like that. Right. But I don't know where I was going with that either. No, but, but that made me think, though, because Crowley, his thought, oh, which deck do you prefer, by the way, uh, using? I love the Pagan Otherworlds. Oh, yeah, those are nice. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, those are those are beautiful. Um, what do you use? Uh, I've been a, I'm a Marseille convert. Um, uh, I, I, the Marseille used to always really intimidate me. Because mm -hmm. all the, uh, you know, all the um, uh, minor arcana, if you will, um, or, you know, there's no images. You know, you have two of wands, it's two wands, mm -hmm. you know. Um, there's no picture to tell a story with the Marseille tarot. You know, you have the trump cards, of course, the major mm -hmm. arcana, and you have the court cards, of course, which are all quite similar to, like, the Waitsmith deck. Mm -hmm. But then when you come to all the suits, 
you don't have images. You just, well, you have images, but you don't have, you know, people doing things in these images. But once I started taking Camille Elias's classes and really diving into the Marseille, I realized you can do so much with, with the lack of image because mm-hmm. it allows you to do more and to see more. It's yes. Uh huh. I feel like it totally lets you see in between the lines. Like yes. I before, because I really learned on just a standard rider weight deck, um, yeah. and I think that was great. But you get so much more of a blank canvas with like the pagan other worlds, and you don't. You just have the wands there. Yeah, that's the same, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like the wands, right? Yeah, totally. They're- Sure, it's like a Marseille-style deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Crowley's uh, Thoth deck does that. If you read his book, Thoth, that goes with the cards, all he connects all the court cards to like, this is watery earth, and this is this card's fiery water. So mm-hmm. he connects all the two because nothing... In, in air, there's water, and mm-hmm. in water, there's air, and in fire, there's air, and so on and so forth. Nothing's ever quote-unquote pure so there's always this mixing so what you were saying earlier um yeah it it made me think of that Yeah. yeah i feel like there's such a mixing between the elements and i guess that's kind of like where all of the magic comes in but it's like it's funny because i feel like we try and like pick things apart to like understand like what did that one thing mean when i saw that or like how did that relate to that but it's like it's in the relationship between the things that like the magic is there it's not in the pulling them apart it's like when you just have two separate things it's not there is no magic but then when we like bring them together it's like creating this whole thing totally i feel like i just explained that to myself i think i i think i understand it better no that that was just you hit the nail on the head um because so much you know mainstream um newtonian science is about ripping apart the universe but that goes against just reality and nature you can't really do that things only work together and that's why you get like that, um, I, I don't know if it's Hermetic or if it's a Golden Dawn or if it's Crowley, but the one plus one equals three. Whereas you, you have one thing and another thing equals three because you have a relationship. You have the connection. So there's three, which is, of course, a magic number. So nothing exists apart from each other. It's all connected only through the brain or through the rational mind do we divide these things but in reality nothing's divided everything's connected um there is no division in reality as far as i see i love that and it makes me almost think about like the idea of when you're looking at like a still life and you're drawing it and your interpretation is then the three like it's that hidden number and it's like your imagination that's added to this earthly element. It's like you're bringing the water into this earthly thing. Um, and it's like the melding of it that creates something. I was watching some documentary with this artist and he was talking about... Um, fuck, it like just... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh yeah, short term memory all the time. <laughs> yep, it was here in one second and then. Gone. What was I talking about? He what was he was talking about? Um, I don't know. Guess it wasn't meant to. It'll come. It'll come back to me. Right. But so, what's life off the grid like? Okay, so I'm glad you asked. So. When I first moved out there, it was it was very shocking. I was living in New Orleans, you know, with all your amenities, you know, like a normal person. And I moved out to the country. I inherited a little bit of land from my dad. And I set up a little tiny house, but with nothing. It was just a, a shell. There was no sink. There was no pipes. There was no electricity. Nothing. I did this more for reality because I'm poor. I couldn't afford nothing more. Um... But I wanted to be off-grid. My dad was a sharecropper in Louisiana, and he was born in the 1930s. And so he grew up sharecropping. Um, and they were, they wouldn't call it off-grid, but they were off-grid, right? No electricity, no running water. They grew and they killed what they ate. They didn't have much money. Um, and I used to always hear these stories about meals and farming and snakes and all this stuff we, we Cajun people hear about a lot, or I'm sure a lot of people hear about it, people who are close to the land. And so I moved off grid and it, at first it was very shocking. It was very tough and you feel so insecure because you feel like you don't have anything. You feel, you feel like, why, you feel, why am I doing this? Um, so I, Initially, I had no pump well. I've since got a pump well, so I pumped my water from an aquifer beneath me. Um, we have a compost toilet, which is the, that was the easiest, best thing that was just good from the jump. A compost toilet is awesome. Um, it's basically, uh, you use it just like a regular toilet, but you're not flushing. You're covering it up with wood chips. And then you're putting it in, of course, I have a lot of land. You put it in a pile and you compost it. Mm-hmm. It's called humanure. I know it's very weird, but no, it works. No, I right. mean, that's great. Yeah, it works great. Um, so I had no electricity, so only candlelight for the first year. Wow. I had no heater. Talk about the hermit, man. Yeah. It was, <laughs> Dude. <laughs> there was a lot of meditation going on, a lot of interesting stuff going on. And that's actually, so we met on Instagram me and you, um, uh-huh. me and my wife met on Instagram. I made an Instagram page specifically to document my off. I have, I've never had a social media page ever. Um, I had Facebook maybe for a week and I just couldn't handle it. So I created the, this Instagram page, which of course now you've seen my Instagram page. It has nothing to do with living off the grid, uh-huh. but it initially did. I was documenting it. I wanted to share it. I didn't want, I didn't want to feel so alone. So all of this, all came from that off-grid life. But anyway, since then, here's the thing about Louisiana, South Louisiana. The summers are unbearable. So it <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I eventually got a Yeti solar generator. So I have lights. I can charge my laptop, right? But it takes a lot of energy to run an air conditioner. Most of the electricity used in homes throughout the United States is for air conditioning. Okay, that's why a lot of third world countries don't have air conditioning. It takes too much energy, right? So the summertime in Louisiana is unbearable. Okay, I can do the winter, okay, but when it came time for the summer, 
you're, it's so hot and humid that I needed an air conditioner. So I couldn't, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was angry all the time. Oh, yeah. I, you know, once the summer hit, you're just sweating all day. There's oh my God, and you sweat. already have so much like fiery energy from yes. being a Leo. I'm sweating right now in air conditioning. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So in the summer, it was unbearable. So long story short, uh, me and my wife met. I had been off grid for about a year and a half, and we met. And of course, I wanted, we, we met, we dated for a few months. We got engaged and we got married. Uh, we had never been married before. I was 33, she was 27, um, and it happened quickly, but you know, you know, you know, you're married, you know the right one. I feel like that's like a Saturn return thing, too, for both yes. of you. That's so totally. cool. Totally. They're totally, uh, uh, that's how I felt about Dude, it, Dude, the universe just, like, puts you together. I got set up on a blind date with my husband. Nice. How long fun. have you all been together? We've been together almost 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like... It feels like forever. That, I yes. feel like the moment I knew him, I saw him, though, I feel like I just knew. Like, sure. I totally knew. Um, I feel like I felt like I knew him from a past life. Um, it took him a while. <laughs> <laughs> He's not as woo-woo as me, but I want him over. <laughs> but we had a ton in common, and it was just so easy from then on, and we started dating, and that was, like, that was that. Um, and then we got married, and every, it feels so, he's, like, not into all of it, but he totally is. Like, he's just more logical in thinking about things rather than, I think, feeling and I think there's a thing also where it's like you're able to think and then pull the thinking down and feel it. But I think some people don't do that. I think some people just think and I think some people just feel. And then I think you have your thinkers that like pull it into the body. Does that make sense? I think I think that's what I do. But so I think that's why I'm able to like relate to him as like purely a thinker. Um, but we totally got along, and then also, we just found out that his grandfather has the same name as him, Robert, he was named after him, and then he, we found out he was married to an Anna, and, like, how weird is that? Like, that's fucking weird, and we had no idea, and you just find out these things, and you're like, dude, like, you know, we're meant to be. That's <laughs> It's like you're saying, if it's meant to be, if it's, you know, if it's the right path, you, you have all these dots, you have all these, like, cues from the universe that's, like, winking, like, yeah, we're letting you know you're on the right path, you know? And I feel like you totally, there's a total self-worth component to it also, like, knowing that, like, you're worthy of communicating with the universe like that. Because I feel like I totally remember the first thought that I feel like manifested him, which was ending the past relationship that I had before him. And I remember the specific thought when it happened being like, I deserve better than this. I want a super cute guy who smokes weed like I do, who's really nice. I just want a nice guy. And it was finally like valuing myself enough to allow myself to have that desire 
to like connect that thought to my heart. I feel like that's with like the disassociation when we have that we do to ourselves when we like go through trauma in our life and we like cut off our the feeling of like what we're doing and like really when we like realize it through however it is through meditation through yoga through psychedelics introspection cannabis tarot like when we're able to like look at ourselves and see um what like what we're worth and what we can bring and it's like we start like doing this dance with the universe and it's just like so beautiful because you're like allowing it in too it's like and I feel like once you it sounds like with your story like you didn't know what you were like doing you just started it like one step at a time you're like I don't fucking know what I'm doing but I know I need to like go and live out here and like slowly like you start getting the things start like adding up and you don't because it's so fucking scary like that unknown feeling like you like I was so scared to even go on that date like it was a blind date like I was like I don't fucking know this dude and I like went over to his house like he's <laughs> Like, it was thinking back on it, like, it's so unsafe. Like, he totally could have chopped me up, but, <laughs> like, I lucked out. But, like, when you put, you know, when you really, like, ask your intuition, like, is this right? And you hear a yes, like, you have to fucking do that thing because you have to. And it's also, like, I firmly believe, like, when you're following your path, like, you have to follow it. There is no other option. Like, nothing else works. Yes. Like, you find all these amazing synchronicities when you walk down it, but, like, it's it's scary to take that first step. So you try going these other ways that you think will be easier, but then nothing fucking works. And it's like everything falls apart and you're, like... And sometimes you don't even realize you weren't even on the right path. You're like, I thought this was right. What do you mean? Like, I have to, like, pivot again? And it's like, okay, now this is the path. It's like constantly looking into that reflection. It's like, that's why it's a practice. That's why we're doing it and showing up every single day to constantly look. Because it's a constant engagement with life, like actually taking the time to look at these things that are around us or else we fall into these old patterns and just get like swept up and we're like, then you wake up and you're like, who the fuck am I? Like, this isn't what I wanted to do, but it's like so beautiful when you're able to like look in that mirror and be like, no, this is right. I don't know how I got on that. No. Like what you said, I, it's funny because I just had a similar conversation with, right before we started talking with somebody. Uh, she's on Instagram as well, Freddie Defam, awesome person. But we were talking about this that finally, both, all three of us now, we finally recently like claimed it. You know, we, we, we did all the whatever trial and error. And this is cliche, but, you know, when you're on the right path, you have the wind behind your back. Yes, it's pushing you off the mountain. Totally. Yes. It's yeah, like it's you're flying. You're yes, so it's just like teeth. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. 
Yeah, everything like happens so much easier and you're like able to be guided by this spirit. I feel like it wants to guide you. It wants to have a relationship with you. It wants to have a relationship with everyone. Like it's not, people are like, people I made all of, so I started, I didn't know what I was going to do after this yoga training, right? And I was like, okay, I'm really inspired to like make tarot letters, so, um, I saw Sincerely the Tarot was making them on Instagram, so I was like, oh my god, that's so cool, like, I'm gonna start doing this, and I didn't know, like, if anybody would be open to it, like, at all, um, but, and I, like, I really put myself down the path, though, like, I just started doing it, and I just started fucking making them for people, and just giving them to people, like, hey, like, do you- you like, you like letters? <laughs> like, it was so random. But, and people were like, what is this? But it was, the response was so beautiful. And then one day I got a random email like, hey, will you make 28 letters for the whole studio? And like, like what? Like, I'm going to pay my bills with, Fucking tarot letters? <laughs> what? Yes. Like, I couldn't make that shit up, like, two months ago. Like, exactly. and now again, like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, I know I have, like, a bunch of weddings in the spring, but I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do after my workshop. <laughs> but, like, I'm sure something will show up. And it's like, it's not my job to know what's going to happen. And that takes the creativity out of the life. Then you're not painting the dots and allowing these, like, beautiful pictures to come through. And I'm totally realizing it now, like, as I'm talking to you, like, as you're, like, channeling this thing, as you're, like, drawing, it's like this, the same way you interact with life. Like, just how they say... Like, when you take your yoga off the mat, that idea, like, when you start living it, and it's the same with when you start allowing spirit to be in your everyday. Like, they, I'm sure, like, God knows how to pay a bill, right? Like, I'm, (laughs) I don't know. Like, if they're these all-powerful beings, like, they, I, I feel like it's totally possible with, like, the bread and the wine thing where it just somehow millions of people were fed like fucking miracles happen all the time exactly and i totally yeah when i was a kid you know being raised very catholic you hear about all this miracle stuff right and as a kid you think well when did the miracle stop right like yeah yes good point they never stopped though we just weren't taught the real shit we were taught a bunch of bullshit you know as far as christianity is concerned but no we are all uh you know possibly saints we are all in touch with whatever you call the divinity and whatever you're in touch with it's all that you know it's all the same there we use different words for it different cultural contexts but it's all the same source it's all love you know um and when you open up to it everything becomes easier and you start, you get the payoff, you know, it's like, again, going back to Terrence McKenna, he said something like, when you make the commitment, 
the universe loves courage and it will respond in kind by opening up impossible doors for you. You have to jump off the cliff and fall and then everything will be open to you, but you have to do that. And it's terrifying at first, but once you do it, there's, like he said, there's fair play and the universe pays back courage tenfold. So having the courage, like you said, just doing it, just doing these tarot, you know, postcards or cards, whatever you do, and just doing it and making that commitment, the universe hears that and it returns the favor uh, tenfold for sure. Dude, seven people signed up for my workshop. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's just going to snow. It, it, look, it just, these kind of things, they just snowball. You know, yeah, they just, so they, like, and I like, I'm starting to enjoy the not knowing. Like, as you step into that, I feel like that is, like, my whole life's mission, especially, like, thinking astrologically, like, having the Leo midheaven. Like, that is showing up with courage is with heart and living your own life in your authenticity and just allowing your light to, like, light you up because you're just worth lighting up yourself. And then, like, it overflows to all these other people and it's so beautiful, like, how that can, yeah, because I feel like it totally just explodes it and magnifies it, and I don't know, that's so awesome, I love that. Yeah, definitely, no, um, it's just, um, it's funny that we're having these same, a lot of people I've talked to, including yourself, we're having these same experiences right now, and I think of it because I, I just think about things. Either the universe is heading in towards that direction, or we are just all finding each other at our our. I don't want to say awakening because that word's just overused, but we're all finding each other because we're all each other's level and path right now, and so that's why we're finding like-minded people like you and uh, all the other people in our lives that are, um, you know, opening up to these things and um, yeah, letting spirit in for lack of a better uh, term or word i love the idea have you heard of paul selick i've heard of him but i'm not familiar so he he is a channeler and he talks about or i guess the spirit speaking through him talk about the idea of allowing shit it's, i'm sorry it like left me again what <laughs> what was your last uh last it thought about, well it was about opening up and and then letting things in because once you're open you allow all these energies in or you at least that's how i conceptualize it we could just oh yeah, yeah yeah the frequencies the same frequencies yes. so yes. they kind that's of talk right. about when you are able to look at things in the lens of, they call it the lens of Christ, but I feel like I like to think of it the lens of love or just any idea of like this vibration of love when you allow yourself to be open to it and it, to just consume you, it just attracts that to it and you're all on the same frequency. And then through that, I just love what they say, and I totally agree with it. You transform that thing with the frequency. It's an active thing. It's like that is the magic. It's happening. 
those like it's miracles that are happening when you're looking at it through that lens like we can take anything and like we want to change and just be pissed off about it or and like damn it but it's like like the devil card is all about releasing that shame because it's like when we take part in it we we become it we take it on but if we like stand in our truth whatever that is and stay where we are but look at that same thing where we are at we raise that to where we are and it's totally it's um I just think that's so cool like the ability to like manipulate matter with your withholding a frequency and like really being really purposeful with like what sword you're holding Yes, because once you, you know, once you turn on, once you quiet the thoughts or whatever your practice is, and you turn on to these things, you realize external quote unquote reality is, is a projection of sorts. Mm-hmm. And so cliche again, but once you change the inner, you change the outer. And, mm-hmm. you know, once, if, if, if you're changing on this deep level, however, whatever your path is, the whole world changes your whole experience your whole all your relationships change how you view the it's literally alchemy you yeah. know it's literally yes that's really you know that's really alchemy it's transmutation it's literally change. and as you know it's very hard people are not generally speaking most people it, it's very hard to change yourself most people just kind of go through life and like we talked about earlier a lot of time and i'm speaking from experience you lose yourself in that shuffle and that all that cultural baggage and nonsense, you lose yourself somewhere, but then sometimes you stop and you get on this path, whatever your path may be. And you start actually changing and people see that. And it's just like this um, sensory feedback, this positive sensory feedback where you're changing positively you're seeing things positively people are reacting to you positively for lack of a better word and it's just this really beautiful experience that that it i feel anyone can have everyone has the right to this if they want to you know this path whatever the path may be but you can be the alchemist and you can actually change yourself um in really miraculous ways yeah for sure yeah because i feel like i was totally with that leo eclipse especially like i was showing up to the situation with a new courage that i didn't have before to show up in that way and it like and it takes time and you have to be well sometimes it doesn't maybe it all depends right but for me specifically in this experience, it took a while, like that temperance is a slow pour, right? Like it's the meaning of time, the Latin word for slow. So allowing, like I just kept showing up like that every single day though. And then eventually the surroundings change, people soften to you. That idea of like the bear softening in her hands like when we're gentle and we just show up as ourselves, like then they see like, oh, this isn't so scary. And like, and then people were buying me tarot cards for Christmas. <laughs> exactly. 
plan. Yeah, like people yeah. just people love that and they're attracted to it and um yes. it's totally our own thoughts that limit us in any way. Totally. And when people see, and this goes for any field or genre, art or cooking or whatever, when you are doing and owning and just being you and being awesome, people are inspired by that. And you can point a finger, you know, in, in the right direction that way. By, by not talking, by not saying, by not preaching, but by living you know, living magic or whatever your path is, living magic. Don't, you know, people who preach and talk and yada, 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 it's, it's, it's nice, but when people see you living it, they say, oh, okay, well, I could do that too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because yeah. your energy doesn't lie. Sure, exact, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so what's like the most magical thing that's ever happened to you? Wow, that is, that's a good question. Um, the most magical. Well, so, like I just said, so I've, I've kind of, you know, brought magic, kind of like what you're saying, brought magic down as above, so below. So I've kind of brought magic down into my everyday life where you kind of start experiencing synchronicities and the miraculous becomes normal, okay? You mainstream the miraculous is the goal. But... The most magical things, well, besides what I've already already talked about, well, I'll talk about one lucid dream that has stuck with me forever. Okay. Um, because it deals with the magical deity, uh, Baywan Samdi, which is a death god in Haitian Vodou. Um, so he's he's a little bit like Santa Morte. He is death. He's death personified, okay? So I became lucid one, one night. Um, and I was like, when you're lucid in the dream, you can say, show me whatever. You can just manifest it. You, you want to manifest sex or a, a bike ride or flying or whatever. So I said, I want to see Baywan Samdi. And so a giant metal door fell down in front of me, like a jail door. Um, mm -hmm. And then they had a slit you can open up, uh, like you would give prisoners the food for it. Um, and I remember looking through the slit and seeing this giant skull, but I couldn't see all the skull. And I was told that if I saw all of the skull, which was Baywan Samdi, I would be dead. You can't see all of death, otherwise you'd be dead. But I just remember seeing a part of the skull, and it was green and purple, bedazzled jewels, and I could see his top hat. He has a top hat. Mm -hmm. And it was the most, one of the most beautiful, loving, images I have ever I, I can see it just as clear as day right now one of the most beautiful loving images I've ever seen and Baywan Samdi told me you're one of the gay gays which is one of the helper death gods so he told me that when I die that's why I've always felt so connected to like Beetlejuice I listened to Misfits you know when I was a kid I was, I've always been obsessed with like skeletons and death and whole something work they thing um and so he told me that when you die, you have to go and help me for a while in the underworld. And I was like, cool. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, sign me up. Um, but on a small side, as far as like magic goes, like ritual magic. So, and I've already told my wife this, so I feel comfortable telling you this. I, I can tell the world this is not a big deal. So me and my wife dated for a few months. This is ritual magic. Me and my wife dated for a few months. 
and we had a, a misunderstanding. We're, we're both Leos. We're both very hot-headed. It's probably especially me. And so we had a breakup. Uh, but instantly, I was like, I regret. I regretted it instantly because I really felt like she was my soulmate. So I regretted it instantly. And so we were apart for about a month, and I'm like listening to Cajun music and crying, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's pitiful, you know, and it was the winter and it was cold. It was like a record cold winter in Louisiana. It was snowing. And I went to Santa Morte and I did a nine night novena, which is, you know, you say. Oh, my no. Nana loved doing novenas. Oh it's my God. My You're favorite. bringing me back. <laughs> And it's a total, when you look at on a small side, novenas are totally pagan. This is all just pagan stuff carrying over into Christianity, which is so much of Catholicism is, you know, them just tweaking pagan beliefs to kind of suck the pagans in, you know. So novenas are totally pagan in um, origin, but I love novenas. They're very powerful. And it's just a good practice. You know, you do it nine nights in a row, and it's nice. So... I wanted her back, right? I hadn't heard from her. We had no contact uh, for about a month. And so I started the novena that night. I said, Santa Morte, I'm going to do this nine-night novena, and I'll bring back Morgan to me. I want her back. That, I went to bed. That same night, she got back a hold of me. So I woke up in the morning, saw she had gotten back a hold of me, and that was it. We were back together. And sure, you know, the skeptic would say, well, it's a coincidence. That's fine. But it, it, it worked. You know? <laughs> why, why, you know, why poo-poo it when it worked? Yeah. You know? um, and so, again, yeah, that was, you have a particular story you'd like to share about that? Well, I also have a thought of the idea of, like, are we... It almost makes me feel like thinking about your idea of being close, your, the story that you had about the lucid dream with the death god in the chamber door. And, like, are we inherently just, like, made up of that same energy that we're, like, calling it in? Like, or, because, like, the other option would be, like, you're just... You're inviting that spirit into you, I guess. Right. But I definitely feel like, especially thinking about it in terms of, like, astrology, if we're made up of, like, certain matter more than others, like, we would inherently be closer to certain spirits that are made up of the same energy. And that would be that Scorpio energy. Sure. Totally. And I feel like... And I, like, I've recently, my biggest magical thing has been recently, I told this story on another podcast, I had some trauma when I was a teenager, and after I got a tattoo of Mother Mary, and thinking, and hearing about it now, and thinking about it now, and I was never close with, like, any, like, Catholic, like, like, Catholicism, I hated it, like, um... I just felt like it was such a, like, shameful thing. And I feel like I just carried so much shame from that. And um, and looking back on it now and seeing it as the high priestess. And also, and that being connected to the moon. And being connect. I feel like I'm so connected to 
um, my really witchy grandma on my mom's side. And it's like that motherly energy that's connected to the moon. And I found out and I was like, somebody had asked me like, oh, what was your grandma's name? Because I'm like, oh, my witchy grandma, my witchy grandma. And <laughs> they're like, what's her name? And I was like, I don't know. I should ask my mom. I'm like, mom, what was her name? And she was like, Mary. And I was like, fuck no. Like, what? Like, of course it is. Yeah. And like, I was like, you don't think that's weird? And she's like, why would that be weird? And I'm like, you don't see it. Like, what? And like, that's why I just felt so connected to that inherently like that matter I feel like is made up of me and it's like in my heart and really like that's what I had needed in that healing and it was just so beautiful and what is that the high priestess is all about coming back to yourself and going within yourself and it's all within you like these spirits are within you like all you had to do was ask for it and you were shown that part of yourself probably right like um the idea like that these things it's all coming from this chemical that's in us right from the the pineal gland like we are it's all i don't know it's just so amazing how we're creating it but it's like outside of ourselves also have you seen that um as above so below movie no but what well no i have Yes, I have, but it's so, because so this, like, I've been thinking as above, so below, as above, so below, because what you're saying is like, we have culture here, and we have cliques here, and interests, and genres, and just like in the, just like in the spirit world, there's, there's cliques, and there's cultures, and there's groups, so some of us belong to death groups, and yada, 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 but what, what were you about to say about the movie? I like had I me and my husband watched it like I don't know maybe a week or two ago and I was like always like so scared to watch it like it took me a really long time to like work myself up to it because it looked super scary but then like once I was watching it I was like dude this movie is so profound like I kept thinking about they were really just like facing different versions of themselves and she was just getting these um, these powers that were like actually within her and it had to be like this alchemical exchange of energy with like her and the stone and it was never the stone. It was her interacting with the stone and just thinking about that like the one plus one is three and thinking about that like invisible layer that was there and um, and just like I had thought that it was going to be such a scary movie and that idea that you're how you were talking about that death spirit being so beautiful like that was not what I thought was going to come out of your mouth but like. It, and then now that I'm like, I keep thinking about that movie and it nothing was scary about it. Like there was nothing like that was not a scary movie. I feel like that was a very like enlightened person, whoever made that. And it was very um, I feel like there's a lot of the themes that we're talking about. I just keep thinking about that and how they were like they had to face their demons to be able to um to be able to bring a better reflection, I don't know, for them to like get out of it. I don't, yeah. 
Yeah, totally. It, it reminded me a little bit like of Carl Jung's Red Book, you know, where he has to go into his, you know, as he calls it, active imagination and face all of these things in him that are a part of him. Um, and it's uncomfortable or can be uncomfortable. You know, it's not like love and light all the time. It can be very uncomfortable and very dark. Um, but it's like the hero's journey. You have to answer the call, you know, show up, make the commitment, go through the experience, and then you come out the other end with information to share with other people to help them experience the hero's journey. And of course, we're always having perpetual hero's journeys. It's not just a one-time deal. Um, but yeah, it, that, that all brought that all up during that movie, watching that for sure. Cool. I love that. I love all of that. Oh my God. We've been chatting for so long. You're so easy yeah. to talk to. Yeah, you too, for sure. I just love you. You, uh, make everything eloquent. Um, oh my God. I, thank you. Yeah, yes. I'm very uneloquent. Um, no, I don't so. think that at all. I feel like a lot of people can't follow me cause I like start and I stop and Oh no, you, um, you would take a lot of things I said and summarize them and make them much uh, more understandable actually. And I just, I don't know, it was just funny talking to you because we just, um, yeah, we, we, it, it was a very good talk for sure. It's, it, it's hard to put into words, but it was a very good talk for sure. Yeah, I feel like that was so magical. I feel like we're making magic here. This is magic yeah. on the podcast, people. <laughs> for sure, for sure, totally, totally. So are there any other stories that come to mind? Not in particular. Uh, I mean, of course, there's there's a lot of them, um, but I've hit on some of the, the big ones for sure. Um, it was nice. It was nice sharing all this, you know, because as you know, in in proper polite society, you normally know, aren't allowed to talk about this stuff. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So it was great. You just listening and you sharing your experiences. Um, yeah, great talk and. You're going to do very good on this podcast. This is, you're, you're meant for stuff like this. Oh my sure. God. Thank you. And that coming from a Leo is like. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're very, you, you have a very good interview style and uh, yeah, you'll do very good for sure. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you so much. I want to keep talking, but I'm like losing my voice. And I'm yeah, like... I know. Me too. Me too. <laughs> well, let's do this again. Whenever you want to come on. Like, I'd love to talk with you, and I think, and if your wife wants to come on, I'd love to talk to her. She's an artist, so that sounds sure. super cool. Um, we all have that in common. Yeah, you would like her for sure, definitely. Yeah, she's a Leo. I love Leos. So, and if you want to come on together, that would be fun. Whatever. I don't know. Sure. I'm open for anything, so. I'd love to come back on. Sure, I'll definitely uh, be in touch. We definitely uh, made a, a good connection. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, can you tell everyone your Instagram handle so they can follow you and you can buy his deck on there too? Sure. It's a Coyote Water Tarot. Where, where did you get that name? Actually from the tarot. So I was trying to think of a name um, for my practice, for my mystical tarot practice. And I, th I couldn't think of it. And so I threw uh, two cards. One was the moon, and one was the Ace of Cups. So I said Coyote Water. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and when I heard it, when I thought, oh, Coyote Water, that sounds really cool. Um, but 
just like anything else magical, once you take it, then it starts taking on all these other elements like the desert and being a loner and being a trickster. Uh-huh. Like it is, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's how I came about with it. I love it. You have such a unique style. I love the collages you do. The only thing I would disagree with you is saying that you don't have any talent and it's, like, not coming <laughs> from you. But you totally do. Like, I love the whole vibe that you – like, it's so authentic and it's so it's, – it's, it's so infused with the spirit that you're – conveying it just comes through and that's so awesome i love it thank you very much appreciate it. it's a little punk rockish but uh it's what is all the things you said it's um magic first and art second um but the same way about your art what i love about your art no one else could do your art like your art is your art like it's your soul like it's just so authentic like i don't know you know it's just when i first saw it i was like who is this person this person like they, they have all this cool shit going on and your art's just you. And it's just, I've never, I've never seen anything like your art, but you would think you would have because it's so cool. You know? Oh my so, God. Thank and, you. Wow. No, oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Sincerely. That's so sweet. Well, all right. I guess we'll say goodbye. Thank you so much for coming on. And it was so great talking with you. And I feel like I've made a friend. Thank you so much, Frank. Definitely. We're definitely friends from here on out forever. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, Anna. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. I would like to point out that this podcast ended exactly at 4.20 p.m. So for all of those lovers of synchronicity, that is a beautiful one. And loved everything about this podcast. It was awesome. Everybody go check out Frank. Check out his work, Coyote Water Tarot on Instagram. You can view and buy his deck that he created through the link in his bio on there. And I encourage everyone to do it because it's fucking awesome art and go support this artist really making amazing shit happen in the world. I love that. Um, so thank you guys again for listening and I hope you guys have an amazing eclipse weekend. Bye.